microphone one. Ready to go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bomb Mom Podcast. I'm here with my friend today. Hey, I'm Veronica, and you want me to just jump right in? Yeah, jump right in, girl. Okay. Well, <laughs> Alyssa and I met, we were just saying, when we were, uh, well, 11 years old. Uh-huh. You were the first person I talked to when I moved to this town. And you just yeah. said that to me before, and I do not remember that. I had to ask if I was mean, because usually that's, like, people's first impression of me. You were so nice, and I was, because we moved here, I think it was actually also in February or March, and then so I, we didn't know anybody, so my first interaction was on the, the school bus, mm-hmm. and we got the bus, and then I, I, you had to have some, said something along the lines of, like, are you new or like something? Because I'm nosy. Stranger just boarding of us, and then yeah, but yeah, that was my first impression of you. It was a nice impression because I always thought you were a nice person. Oh, good. And yeah. th- like I was just saying before, we've always I, you lived on the same street as me, and I always like would see you around, and we kind of hung out with the same people that were on the same block, but I never got like close to you. Yeah. At that time, yeah, I think we had mutual friends like from from that point until high school so. yeah that's but crazy since, then, since high school though I, I don't think we actually have seen each other like in person no I don't think so crazy? but like social media keeps you it keeps you connected with people that like you knew when you were 11 that's I know crazy. and then now like catching up with you and all the similarities that we've had in life it's like kind of crazy because we've kind of we kind of have like a, the same storyline <laughs> almost yeah, very similar and I don't know about you but I don't know a lot of people Oh, well, maybe we should talk about that, too. Um, Alyssa and I both have had, well, everybody knows you. Yeah. <laughs> but I also had my um, daughter when I was in high school. Uh-huh. I was 16 when I got pregnant with Olivia, and then I turned 17. Well, I had her July, and I turned 17 in, in August. So sometimes I'm like, I was a mom at 16, and so like, eh, I was like. But you got pregnant at 16, right? Yeah. Yeah. How did you know? That you were pregnant. I know. Honestly, I was in such denial that I, like, made myself believe that I was, like, really sick. So I told my mom, like, Mom, I've been so sick. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I just did not, like, I didn't for a second think that was possible. Or, like, that was, like, happening. That's not how our brain worked back when we were teenagers. No, yeah. I was, like, I'm, I'm so sick. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. My mom was taking me to a specialist. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And then they sent me to go get an ultrasound done of my stomach because I was, like, getting sick so much. So they thought they thought I had, like, something with, like, acid reflux uh-huh. or something. And then we got a phone call after that ultrasound that wasn't for a baby. Mm-hmm. And then my pediatrician told my mother that I was pregnant and then I was she's like you need to come home now wait so your mom knew before you knew I mean I had at some points I had a feeling but I was like in such denial that like I didn't believe it so then oh no 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 I'm forgetting a big part of the story see (laughs) um no so this was in February when we found out 
I was helping my little sister put together her Valentine mm-hmm. cards for school, and they called me first because I had a cell phone. They called me first. They said, is this Veronica? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, who is this? They're like, it's the doctor's office. Something, something, something. You're pregnant. I was like, it was a flip phone, so I... <laughs> Don't want to hear that. Bye. I, and then I put the phone down. I finished helping my sister. And then I think my mom was like, oh, who called you? I was like, oh, I don't know. It was a wrong number or something. Then the next day, she got the call. And then I, because I was like, I knew not to come. I knew I didn't want to go home after school that day. <laughs> and I just couldn't remember why. But yeah, no, so I did get the phone call first. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so funny. Because then I go home and then my mom's like, I need to leave, but we're going to talk when I get back. And I was like, cool. Dude, that's so funny because, okay, so, like, I knew that I was pregnant. Well, actually, so his dad knew before me. I guess he was kind of picking up on, like, my mood changes and things like that. And me and my mom, we were kind of, like, on the same cycle. So I think she said something about, like, having her period. And then I'm, like, right at, like, I'm shocked. Like, right after she said that, I was kind of, like, oh, my God, I was supposed to get mine already. And so I had made a doctor's appointment on my own and I went to the doctor and they told me like, yeah, you're pregnant. And I actually texted my mom because I knew I was going to work and I wasn't going to see her. Like I told her like, yeah, I'm pregnant, like through text message because I just wanted it to be out there and give her the time to process it before she saw me face to face. Because honestly, I didn't know what her reaction was going to be. Like I really, truly thought she might put her hands on me. (laughs) When we finally talked about it. I don't even really remember how, because it's been, like, at this point, it has been 12 years since yep. February, and my daughter will be 12 this year, so it's, it's, I don't know, I don't, we, she, she was so good, though, so I, her initial reaction after that, like, we had some good days and some bad days, because I feel like she really was not, like, expecting that from me, Yeah. I never got in trouble, I didn't really hang out with many people, like, she was, it was kind of, like, out of left field. Did you guys but, have the sex talk? Like, is that stuff that no. you talked about? Yeah. Okay. It was like, yeah. How do people refer to that? It was like taboo in our house. Like, uh huh. If you didn't that. talk about it, it wouldn't happen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she was like, I never really knew how to talk. Cause, and then, okay, fast forward 12 years now. I'm like <laughs> thinking, like, I need to have that talk with my daughter now because we yeah. did not have that talk. I mean, I told Olivia about periods, like, since she was nine. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would, like, help me. But I'm like, I'm not ready to talk about this. So I understand how she felt. It's it's awkward to talk to your kid about that. Especially, like, when you're raised that way, too. Like, where it's, like, weird to talk about that stuff. And then, like, we have to unlearn that to teach them. It's, like, Mm -hmm. it's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) She'll be in seventh grade next year, though. And I don't know if you remember, but seventh grade is when you watch The Miracle of Life. Is it? I'm pretty... I'm pretty... I could have been eight, but I could have sworn. I, everyone talks about that, but I do not remember seeing that. I do not remember seeing that. Hopefully, I mean. I I honestly, I feel like I can close my eyes and picture the baby being born. uh And it was just like, it just stuck with me forever, so. Yeah, because, like, I, so, I didn't know my real dad growing up, so I remember my mom trying to have a conversation with me when I was, like, seven or eight and explaining to me the way sex worked to explain how I had another dad, because he was never around, so it wasn't like she could point out this person, that's your dad, like, I didn't know him. So, I remember, like, at that point, her trying to explain, but I did not comprehend sex at, like, seven or eight, so it didn't make sense to me until I was, yeah. like, a, like 12, and then... 
then like since I was putting the pieces together then I understood like oh that's what happened yeah yeah that that is that is the thing too I feel like there were like things my mom would tell me and then like suddenly like when you learn about that you're like oh now it makes sense sense. she told me about periods I remember she's like you're a woman now I'm like what do you mean like what does that mean I'm a woman now Uh and it's like oh I get it I'm a woman now because yeah because our eggs are working yeah cool like and then when you think about it you're like oh that's gross i know and i i don't know about you but i could not wait to get my period i don't know why i was a weirdo like i could not wait to enter womanhood yeah i feel like it was like like, cool it was cool yes because my one friend she was like 14 when she got it and she was like like embarrassed or like not embarrassed but like you know she felt some type of way about that and i remember being like girl i wish i didn't get this i changed my mind like yeah this is not fun times I was 11 also when I got mine. So. I'm pretty sure I was 11 too. Yeah. Not a good time. I wish I could go back. <laughs> I wish I, I would have much rather had like three more years without it. Yes. Same. <laughs> not a good time. But, um, what you, me? Off. you were, um, your, going. your mom, like being how like she reacted to you oh, being yeah. pregnant. So basically she, we had our good moments and we had bad moments where, you know, she obviously had, like, feelings about it, but she was so supportive. She took me to all my doctor's appointments. She was with me through everything. She didn't make me not one time feel like I wasn't going to have a place to live or, like, somebody to help, you know, take care of the baby with me. And and that's so important, especially that we were both so young and you were really young at that time. Because I hear so many stories about people not having supportive moms and, like, being kicked out. And I can't imagine my mom kicking me out when I was that young and pregnant. I don't know what I would have done. Me either. Yeah, because, I mean, there were times where, like, we would butt heads and stuff. But ultimately, like, without her support, I don't know how I would have gone through that. It was a lot. It was it was a lot the whole time. And then you don't realize how traumatic it actually is until you look back on it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I had, like, I feel like I was dealing with so much prior to that. So then when that happened, it was, like, more trauma. And then watching all of your friends, like, be their, act their age and be young. And go on without you. Yeah. It was, like, it was just so many events that, like, I didn't realize how they were really shaping me until, like, you get to a point where you're, like, I need to just, like, try to figure things out. Because you're, like, going down a path and you're just, like, it's like almost like you can't get back to yourself. Mm-hmm. So then, but my mom was with me through that, through all of it. And without that, I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know how I would have done it. So she was like your number one support system. Yeah. Yeah. For and me too. Wrong. Like we definitely, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't like um, rainbows and butterflies all uh-huh. the time. But <laughs> I, I mean, like, can't blame her. Mm-hmm. I don't like at the time I'd be like, why are you acting like this? It happened. So what? Not like that. But like, yeah. In a sense to where it was like, let's like calm down a little bit because like sometimes we would butt heads so bad. I'd be like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but at at no point did I ever have to worry about not having her support, not having somewhere to stay. She would, she's been watching Olivia since I had her. Mm -hmm. Like she, she still helps me with both of my kids. That's awesome. Never changed. So, but it was a lot and it's so funny because I know we both took this class, but I took that class. Uh, parent childhood development yes me too right 
when I took it, I think the first marking period or the second marking period. Mm -hmm. And then I was pregnant, like at the end of the year. I was like, thanks for teaching me all that, Mrs. Walsh. Yeah, so it was the opposite for me. I had to go back for senior year after I had John, but because I had stayed back as a freshman, it was my fifth year, and they said, okay, we understand you have a kid. We're not going to make you stay until the regular, like, senior dismissal time, so I only had to do four classes. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, they, like, really hooked me up that last year because they were like, you know, you have a kid, you want to go home, so I actually got out at 11.45. Um, I took, like, an English class, gym, like, the required ones, and then I had... Um, parent-child development and I, of course I was like the star of the class because everybody wanted to ask me like oh well you have a baby how was this and how was that and like everybody just wanted to know like the scoop but it was awesome like they really they helped me out that last year I was grateful to be able to have like a short day and be able to go home to my kid yeah no that, that is so important um they helped me too but in a different way I I started to show and I would wear I don't know if anybody would remember, but I would wear, like, two hoodies and a jacket. You're lying. I swear. And it was, like, it was February, March. I was doing this. And then it was, like, April. And then we had spring break. And I was still doing it. And people were like, why, why are you wearing, like, hoodies? And, like, why are you wearing so much? Weren't you sweating? Just, yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's probably pregnant. And I was like, <laughs> I was like no, I'm not. Why were <laughs> you hiding it? Oh, I was not ready to I like, no part of me wanted to tell anybody at school. Like, were, no part of me was ready to have that attention. Was it, were you, like, ashamed? Like, you didn't want to answer yeah, questions? Yeah, no, I definitely felt, I felt a lot of shame. I felt a lot of, like, just fear of, like, people, people's opinions, people saying things. Just, you know, like, high school is hard. And it was never, like, really that easy for me. And I was just not ready to... I wasn't ready for the label. I wasn't ready for the questions. I wasn't ready for the looks. Like, I wasn't ready for any of it. And, like, yeah, it was too much. So I was trying to hide it for as long as I could. And then we had spring break, and I was like, I can't wear hoodies and stuff anymore. Like, it's getting warm out. And then it was the night before we were supposed to go back. I was crying, like, hysterically to my mom telling her, I was like, I can't do it. Like, I cannot go back. Honestly, I feel like I'm a little emotional talking about it. I can hear it in your voice. Aw. That was such a hard time, I'm sure. Yeah, it was. And it's like, I honestly don't even talk about that stuff that much. Like, I I, I haven't really talked about, I haven't really talked about that journey a lot, like, at all. So, it's, like, weird talking about it. It's yeah. It's not weird, but, like, it's bringing it all back. But I was really emotional, and my mom called the school the next day, and she's like, look, my kid's pregnant. She can't. She can't come back. And then also, I kind of had, like, a tough pregnancy with Olivia. I was, like, high risk. I was in the hospital a lot. Mm. And then the school sent home instructors. It was just teachers, I guess, that taught extra in their spare time. And I didn't have to go back to school junior year. Oh, that's so I cool. I going right after spring break. So it was, what, April, May, June. I didn't have to go. Sorry, I'm getting, like, super hot. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> I had to make more coffee before because I was getting really tired. Same. But anyway, so yeah. So after spring break, didn't go back, had home instructors, um, did that whole process. And then I had Olivia in July. And then all of that shame and worry and fear I felt like disappeared once I saw her. Plus, 
when I had Olivia, she wasn't breathing when she was born. Oh. So, like, not only was I so thankful that she was fine and healthy, it was just, like, when you're looking at your, your child, like, nothing nothing seems to matter anymore. And it's just, like, I just need, like, I just want to be with you. I just want to take care of you. I, like, all of that stuff, I don't care. So I went back to school senior year, and I was just, like, ready to go. Didn't care. Had pictures of her. I was ready. I was ready for the questions then because I'm like, she's here. That's it. She's already here. You were in your motherhood and you were comfortable at that point in it. Yeah. That's yeah, I awesome. I remember when we talked about this a while ago mm -hmm. and I was telling you that people were texting me. Yes. Uh-huh. It was so weird. Like people that I would talk to, but like not talk to like on that kind of basis uh -huh. were like telling me like to have an abortion and like not to do it this one girl was telling me that like god will forgive me and i remember being like okay, where do people find the place to come and even like say that to you it was so bizarre to me because i'm like why are you even saying like why what does like me having a baby have to do with you like yeah and like, people that you cheaper. weren't even close with like what gave you that yeah. opinion it was so weird because it was like so unexpected i'm like how'd you get my number <laughs> I think I blocked people, like, I deleted my Facebook, like, I was just, I wasn't ready for all that, it was a lot. So what, but. when you went back to school, what were people's, like, initial reaction? Like, at this point, was, was social media big? Like, did people know already? Oh, yeah, once I had her, I remember, oh, my God, this is really <laughs> gonna date us, but I had the Verizon, it was, like, the Envy, it was, like, a red phone, and it, like, folded, and it had the keyboard. Yes, unfold it. I remember. So I remember, and then to post on Facebook, you would have to text Facebook, like, pictures. So I texted a picture of my daughter when she was born, and I, like, posted on my feed. Uh-huh. So after that, I'm pretty sure everybody that followed me knew, and then whoever anybody told. Mm -hmm. But I did have some friends that were, like, really supportive and nice throughout. Are you still friends but with those friends? I'm friends with one friend that I was from high school I was and... it's funny because I sorry to cut you off but no, I was fine. I was just thinking about this the other day like I had like a couple I had at least like 10 girlfriends at my baby shower and I'm not friends with any of them anymore like not on that personal level but like we'll have each other on social media but I don't talk to any of those girls anymore wow that's crazy none that's insane yeah I um one person one person I Remember, I she was like the first one of the first people I told, and then she she visited me when I was on my leave. Um, she's like one of the first people to meet the baby, and she still we're still friends, and she still it's like cute because it's like I have these pictures with her mm -hmm. and Olivia when they were small, and like she's big. She was at her wedding. They have a cute picture together. Oh, so. that's yeah, sweet. Like, yeah, so I'm thankful for the, the people that I, but also I did lose a lot of friends. People just didn't understand it. Yeah, no. Especially, I had like guy friends all gone immediately. That yep. was like the first thing to go. The guys are like, ew, what? Like, I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, like, ew, you have a baby, bye. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, some of my friends, they just. But then also, it's probably like, I don't know, how do you tell your parents, like, oh, yeah, my friend has a baby, and you're in high school, it's like, yeah, that's how I... Don't, don't hang out with her. Yeah, that's how I felt, too, because, like I said, those girlfriends came to my baby shower, and because I stayed back, they were all technically, like, a year and a half younger than me, because not only did I stay back, but I'm 
older than most people that were in my grade so these girls are like 16 years old I can't imagine what they told their parents like oh yeah I'm going to my friend's baby shower today can you drop me off like I'd be like what kind of friend (laughs) yeah like wait what (laughs) but I never I was such a fighter though that when I got pregnant like I never I never felt like ashamed or like I needed to hide it because I was kind of like say what you want and I'll beat you up pregnant and all like that was the type of vibe that I had like I didn't yeah you know I know I wish I did feel like that because like part of me like I missed junior prom I missed you know I missed a a big chunk of life because I was so afraid of like yeah I was just afraid of what people were gonna do and say and then I was afraid of looking pregnant in school like Mm -hmm. I had all this fear and I got like right after that I blew up like you couldn't tell I was pregnant well I guess you could because I was like layering up but like Right after that was, like, when my stomach was, like, the big basketball. Uh-huh. And you definitely couldn't hide it at that point. But it was weird, though, because when I went back senior year, a lot of teachers had just had babies. So That's what I was just going to – that's what I was just going to ask you. Like, what were the teachers' reactions? <laughs> they were all nice. I mean, I feel like there was a guy teacher that was kind of, like – like, guys don't know how to act. Yeah, they right, don't. They really don't. <laughs> it's like, oh, this kid has a kid. Ew. <laughs> But that's, like, that's the vibe that I felt. But I remember um, my teachers were really nice. They're really accommodating. I was lucky enough to be a half-day senior, but they didn't hook me up like they hooked you up. Yeah. I, had little, <laughs> I forget what it was. It was, like, 12-something right before one. Girl, it was also my fifth year in high school. They probably just wanted to get rid oh, of me. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But they, I feel like they did help me um, get that to be a half day they're like this is what you have to do this is what you have to do it's just like okay yeah I was a half day senior but also my guidance counselor I had all these plans before I got pregnant like I want to go to I wanted to go to Fairleigh Dickinson and study um education they had a five-year program and one year you study abroad like I had my heart set on this wow and then I I remember coming back to school talking to my guidance counselor about um college and she was kind of like you should just go to Middlesex like you should just go you should just go here and I was like wow mm, very supportive yeah how and unsupportive I had like a meltdown senior year because it was it was a lot first of all I had to walk to school oh my god from where we live I, yeah. I could not imagine that so you didn't get a bus every day no, they, they cut buses off at, like, two point something miles, and, like, we just missed it. Oh, my so, God. It was so stupid. So I had to walk. I was walking to school every day, and then I was walking home every day, and it just felt, like, so long to be without your new baby. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, then you go home, and you have homework, and then you have to get to bed, and then... So I got overwhelmed, and I really did want to drop out, and then you should have seen how supportive my guidance counselor was. I was, like... When I asked you about college, you were kind of, like, leading me down a path that, like, I wasn't really, like, trying to go down. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to see if there was any ways that I could still, like, do the college thing and, like, do it the way I had planned. But then, like, she gave me all these brochures about dropping out, and I was like, okay. Like, I feel like when you start talking about something like that, you kind of hope they talk you out of it. Yeah, what an awful guidance counselor. And then <laughs> she was like, yeah, no, this is what you can do, and this, this, and this. And I was like okay I was like yeah then maybe I really should think about this and then I thought about it for a while and 
I didn't end up doing it. Yeah, no. The one thing that my mom said when we found out that I was pregnant was, you're going to finish high school, you're not going to get a GED, you're going to get your diploma, and that's going to be it. And if we need to figure out childcare, then we'll figure that out. Like, that, my mom was adamant about that. You finish high school. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. And it was, I think you had a, a similar moment because I remember seeing your picture on Facebook, but... After I graduated and we're walking back in our cap and gown, my mom hands me Olivia. Mm -hmm. So I'm carrying her out in my cap and gown. It was just like such a nice moment. Yeah. Like I did it. I have a picture of me holding John in my um, gown and he has the cap on and he's holding it. And it's like crazy that like my kid was at we I feel like parents sometimes we don't think about it, but like we're literally growing up with our children. Yeah, especially, especially us when you have them young. <laughs> yeah. yeah especially because it's like you go through so many things and then like when you look back you're like wow we kind of went through that together like all yeah moments, all that all those hard times all those times you didn't think like things were ever going to be good again and mm-hmm. you do that all with your your child and it's like it's i don't know it's so special yeah it is and it, it's like it's, it's really turning a bad situation into like that's life you know sometimes it's like that's obviously like far from ideal like to happen mm-hmm. but like I don't know like we we're we're grown now and our children are healthy and they're taken care of and you know we haven't missed anything yeah and I I don't know about you like I know that you weren't like you kind of felt like shameful at the beginning of your pregnancy mm-hmm. um with yeah. Olivia but I I feel like I had those feelings too. I'm young, you know, I'm having a baby, I'm not married, whatever. Like I had those feelings too. But now I'm so empowered by the fact that I went through that. I feel like having Jonathan in high school and being a teen mom has like so powerfully impacted like the way that I am as a person. Yeah. I know yeah, I'm strong. I, I feel like I could literally get through anything. Yeah, absolutely. Like I don't, I don't think like, there's anything in life that, like, I won't be able to overcome at this point. Yeah. Because it's, like, when you it, – it takes a while to get there, or it took me a while to get there. Mm-hmm. But then when you look back and you see all that you've done and you're, like, okay, like, I could honestly probably handle anything that's thrown my way at this point. That way, when, like, bad things happen now – or not bad things, but, you know, when things – unplanned things or, like, yeah. setbacks in any way, I'm, like, well, you know, it sucks, but it's fine. Like, what are you going to do? Like, it's just life. You got to keep it moving. Yeah, we're and gonna that's work what through I it. Learned because when you're going through it, it doesn't really feel. Well, it didn't feel that way when I was going through it. But then when I got through it, it's finally when I could like hold on to that, and mm-hmm. that's where I'm at too now. But it took me a long time to get there. It did because I did. I felt like I felt a lot of things, but I think also it's like I don't know. I grew up like very insecure, self conscious, easily shamed. So all of that, it took a lot to overcome. But I don't know now, isn't it? Like, I still am like the youngest parent most of the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, so intimidating. Yeah, same. I'll be like, like, oh, my God. I took Olivia to her middle school orientation this year. And it was like. They were like, are you the big sister? (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, there are situations like that, too. We went to go get our nails done. And this guy was pressing us, like that's your sister? I was like, no, this is my daughter. And then he asked Olivia, is this your sister? And then she's like, that's my mom. She's like, please stop acting like this. It's really awkward. Yeah, that is so awkward. And the fact that people even do that, like, that's so weird. You're weird for that. (laughs) Yeah, he definitely, it was so bizarre. But 
yeah, all of those things. But even now I have, because I know you, you have um, EJ, he's your youngest. Yeah. But sometimes I still feel like I'm a young mom, like, even with my youngest. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not really a young mom anymore. But like, no, but, but like, no, we are though. We are young. Even with EJ, like he's not even three yet, but when, so we just switched daycare. So I haven't really gotten a vibe of like the new moms and dads at this school. Um, but the last one, like I would see them drop their kids off and they were like well into their thirties. I'm not even 30 yet. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I'm, true. I'm definitely still true. on the younger side of the moms and that's at the, true. at my older kids school, it's over because they're like, you know, yep. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> same did you have any friends that had children like at any point like when you were like with um jonathan okay or so call him john john, right? john jonathan yeah whatever so a funny story actually when i found out that i was pregnant with him i was in the pace class do you remember that a little bit. It was like no. the ca- it was like the class for the bad kids where they kind of kept us confined oh, in yeah, one yeah, room yeah, yeah. and the teachers would come in and out. So I was in that class and we actually had a therapist because we were like, you know, the troubled kids. Um there was like a therapist that came in and she worked with us like in the morning sometimes whatever. So I actually told her first that I was pregnant. And right after I found out I was pregnant, there was a girl who was in my class that just found out she was pregnant also. So me and her kind of bonded over that. And then there was another girl that was younger than me, but she was pregnant at the same time. So I feel like I had those other two girls that to kind of like cling on to at that time because we were all in a similar like situation. Um, and then also I met somebody that I got really close with when I was... Um, right before I got pregnant with John, who had a baby, like, right around the same time as me. Oh, my God. I wonder... I think they had the same friend at one point, because I remember when I came back to high school, I was, like, kind of... Which sounds psychotic, but I was disappointed <laughs> that nobody had kids, because I, I felt so uh-huh. alone. Because, like, you know, there's only so much you could talk about with people that don't have kids, to the point where they're just like, okay, let's talk about something else. And yeah. Like, I literally don't want to talk about anything else. Like, mm-hmm. I, all I did was, like, stare at pictures of my daughter all day, and then that's all I would want to talk about and then I see this girl and she's pregnant I was like yes I'm gonna make I'm gonna be her friend and like I walked up to her and I was like I just had a baby (laughs) that kind of gave me somebody to like lean on but we were friends but we never like hung out consistently and stuff so then there was still that that feeling of like not having anybody to relate to in that way Mm -hmm. like I said I've always had the support of my mom and she's always like she's been like the one mom friend but then at the same time it's your mom so yeah (laughs) and then uh, like not to knock any of my friends or anything like I always was like you know it's always good to have friends of any kind but it was just something isolating about not having a single mom friend to turn to yep for all of those years and now now my friends are starting to have kids i know i know same (laughs) like thanks for joining me i've been waiting yeah it's been all these years like i've been waiting for y'all to catch up (laughs) that's how i felt too and it's like when you're a teenager and you're trying to relate to people like my kid is my whole world and people are trying to be supportive and like oh yeah the baby's so cute but then as soon as the kid starts crying or they're annoying it's kind of like and they want to go out and they still want to do things and then you're trying to make it so it's like I can still do that yeah I could just I just need to go do this and I just need to do this and then I can do that and it's just like you really can't I mean like it's like back then like I feel like I there was like a point where I was trying to still be young yeah when I was like 
18, like, I had no problem the whole first year. Then it was when we graduated, watching everyone. It was, like, a different kind. Like, when you graduate into being a young adult, it's, like, like seeing everybody have that freedom and that fun. And then I just remember, I was, like, I just want to be part of that. And I never thought I would want that because I was never, like, the type of person that, like, I didn't go to parties in high school. I didn't do much in high school at all. Me either. I really kept to myself. I had a few friends. But then there was something about that for a while that I felt like I was missing. And it was, it, and then I just remember by the time Olivia was two, I was, like, like, full-blown depressed. Like, I would sleep all day, sleep all night. I'd be, like, on the couch, but I also feel like I had the, the luxury of being depressed to that point because, like, I was living with my mom and she, like, didn't force me to work or anything. Yeah, that's good. But I I flunked out of college, like, for two semesters because I just, like, I and then the depression, it, like, led to anxiety. And it wasn't depression. It was, like, self-diagnosed depression. But, like, when I look back, I had, like, insomnia but then I, there was times where I was sleeping all day. It was just like I was going through all these things. You were sad. Yeah. Even if it and wasn't depression. Realize. Yeah, no, I get it. And then, like, like again, like I got through it, and I was kind of like, oh, that wasn't really healthy that I felt that way, and I was acting that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember when I finally did start working, and I was, like, out in the world for, like, the first time. Because, I like, I worked at, like, pizzerias, like, on and off through high school and mm-hmm. a little bit when I had Olivia like a real job I, I got a real job and that's like kind of when I started to um I don't know I guess just become part of the world and start to see things differently and then I was working and then I missed my child again all the time and I was like this is like this is an awful cycle it's like it really is sucks and like the mom guilt sucks so much like I yeah. when I was pregnant with John I had bought Jared and I tickets to a Mac Miller concert like totally not thinking about the future and like I'm gonna have a whole ass child when this concert is happening oh, wow. so I bought the tickets and I think John was like eight or nine weeks old like little but my mom was like no like you guys go like I'll watch him whatever like you guys have your night whatever so we went my child smiled for the first time that night and my mom caught it on camera and let me tell you i went to the back of that concert stadium whatever and i cried until we left jared was down there not giving a shit like you know yeah guys are different but i was like oh i'll see the next one yeah like he did not care yes and my mom and she got a picture of it and i just sat in the back crying it was awful and i just hated that like the because I wanted so badly to have that freedom and go do something for me. But then as soon as I did, I missed yeah, something important exactly. and I hated myself for it. Exactly. It's like, it's such a confusing time because you really are watching all of like these people your age do these things. And it's just like, while you want to do it and yeah, like sometimes you can do things like where you belong is really like with your child, taking care of your child, like, like that freedom. It's just different, you know, like, mm-hmm. and especially like, now after all this time it's kind of like oh well who am I as a person and it's just like to, at this point like I don't know and I just don't even have the energy to figure it out it's like I know it's not like and I always tell people it's like I don't recommend this to anybody but like for me I, I don't even I don't even know if I care about like figuring that stuff out because of the guilt like that mom guilt has been with me for going on 12 years now so it's like well that 
is kind of like the reason that I even wanted to start the podcast because I struggled so much with like identity and Mm -hmm. feeling like I had to fit in these like stereotypes of like what a mom was and because I was young it was always the oh well moms don't act like that moms don't do that and I struggled with that so much that like my but my kids love the hell out of me so yeah. I am a good mom regardless of whatever stereotype yeah. you think I should fit into. And I struggle with that. But now I feel, like I said, like I feel like empowered by it because yeah. I know that's that I'm good. a good mom regardless of what that standard looks like to somebody else. Exactly. And that's, sometimes I have like, not a dark, but like, like I have a certain sense of humor with my oldest daughter mm-hmm. where like I pick on her and I mess with her. But then like, I don't ever feel bad because it's like, I have taken care of you since you were a baby. Like, I have always been there for you. Like, I, like, I feel like I can, like, joke around with, like, things with her. And she gets, like, it's, like, kind of, like, dad humor. Yeah. Like, the dad joke humor type of thing. And, like, I feel like if somebody else heard it, they'd be, like, why are you talking to your, like, why would you joke around with your kid like that? She's, like, she gets it. And, like, I don't feel like, like, I don't feel like I have to, like, be upset about certain things because it's like I take care of you every day like yeah I'm not doing anything actually wrong I'm just like we have, I don't know, but that's so sarcastic too. And that's, but that's you guys thing. Like that's your bond. It's not for anybody else to understand. And we grew up together. Like we really did. Like when you look back, it's just like, this is a person that has known me since I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And here she is. That's your longest friend probably. Like one of them. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, and that's like that unconditional love, and it's a lot. Like motherhood is a lot. Yeah, it is a lot of emotions, and it's 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 crazy to like to deal with that stuff young and to like be on the other side of it at this point. Yep. Because it's like, like for so long, to you're you're saying, "Oh, I'm a teen mom. I'm a teen mom." It's just like, "Oh, now I'm, now I'm a grown mom." I know. <laughs> now I'm grown. Yeah, and and that's the thing too. Like when when you go to school and you go to these conferences and things it's kind of like intimidating sometimes yeah because you're just like like people when I went to the orientation and when I just did like back the conferences they're like oh and you are I'm like her mom oh my god like they don't know how to take you yeah it's like oh okay just wanted to make sure I'm just like yeah no I'm just a friend like yeah no just I'm a friend <laughs> No, yeah, it's crazy. I feel like I've always clashed with people at my kids' school because I feel like they are a little bit judgy because they know that I'm young. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it is. Like, it's intimidating and awkward and... It does make you feel like a certain type of way. Yeah. You know what's crazy to me, too, is that when when you're that person, like, you're pregnant and you're young, like, you're going to get shamed if you keep your baby if you have an abortion if you give your baby up for adoption there's like no right thing to do to people and then their thing is basically like well you shouldn't have got yourself there it's just like it happens and I'm I'm doing the best I can for me and my child and Mm -hmm. it's just like it's never enough for people and that's another (laughs) thing when I had her at the hospital they were so mean to me no way I went to St. Peter's okay because they have the best NIC unit and I had high-risk pregnancy so I wanted to make sure she was okay if anything were to happen. So that's that's why I picked there. They were so, so mean to me. And they were like, the one lady, I had to get a steroid shot in my butt once because uh-huh. they thought I was going to go into labor. 
and they were worried about her lungs not being developed enough. So <clears throat> they give me the steroid shot, and the nurse said something to me like, that's what you get, because it was painful. And I remember being like, okay. <laughs> but, uh-huh. then, but then, like, you know, it, like, sits with you, and then it hurts you, and you're just like, why would you say that to me? Like, like I'm doing the best I can right now. It's like, is it ideal? No. And what gets me, too, about Catholic people, they're like, against abortion so it's like what would you have me do yeah what would you have preferred me to do here like that's what i i just i don't oh my goodness stuff like that will always bother me when i had my daughter i had to get um i had to get a what's it called like the it wasn't it wasn't an epidural but i because i had a c-section with her so it was like a blocker something but okay. it goes it goes in the same spot oh wait is it the spinal tap spinal tap yeah 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 okay. so i had that and i re- that's like the scariest part of having babies for me because yeah, for sure. like you know the thought of being paralyzed if yeah. it goes wrong like it's terrifying yeah. so not only am i 20 years old because this is my second child i had her at 20 but i'm leaning over and he's like taking forever and like i'm shaking i'm nervous so he tells me he starts like poking me not only does he poke me six times, getting it in the wrong spot every single time, but he's, like, gripping me hard, making me, like, kind of uncomfortable, and I start shaking because I'm so nervous. He's like, you need to stop moving or I can't get this in the right spot. Like, excuse me, but you didn't get it in the right spot the other times that you tried it, and now I'm terrified and I'm shaking because of you. The nurse manager, main hib, come apologize to me because, it like, I could not believe the way that he spoke to me. Even the nurse was like, you have no right to talk to her like that. Like, they had my back. That's crazy. It was crazy. Was one nurse. And that was, it was so embarrassing because, like, I had to go to the hospital a lot when I was pregnant with Olivia. And then one time they were, like, shipping me back and forth between the regular emergency room and the pediatric emergency room. So, like, and they kind of made it sound like, well, we don't know where to put her. And I was just like, oh, this is so awkward. <laughs> like, it was just so many uncomfortable situations. Yep. And you're just like, I wish you guys would, like, keep some of the stuff to yourself because it's like, I feel like your whatever your morals or whatever your judgment it's like the yeah, judgment in their it voice affect me like it shouldn't i shouldn't have to be here sitting with this stuff yeah and then the one nurse in the pediatric unit she was she was so sweet and she was telling me that like i had my son when i was your age and then like she like talked to me and i it was just like such a nice moment and i really needed it yeah it was like like you're going through so much and they're making it like harder on you and she's mm-hmm. like you don't even know me like why make things harder on somebody you don't even know yeah and it's just like you're supposed to be unbiased working like in healthcare. like i could be speaking of which when then olivia was in the nick unit and they had they had a freaking inmate there with you're Lauren lying holding her baby out i was like this is crazy oh my god like, the NICU unit. and it was it's probably because of the nicu and then it was in New Brunswick, so I was like, damn, this is crazy. But I remember that lady was there one day, so I think... That's I think wild. May, <laughs> May to July, I was, like, in the hospital all the time. And then I think she was there, like, one of the first times I was there. Because I remember, like, looking out the window and watching them bring her in. And then she was in the NICU unit still in July with her baby. Oh, my God. But, yeah. So, but, again, like... <laughs> Like, even, like, you're not even supposed to judge, you know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to judge anybody when you're in healthcare. You're supposed to take care of everybody the same. Yep, agreed. But because they, they're a Catholic hospital, they felt like they, but I remember they just always had backhanded comments towards me and stuff. But then, like, they didn't, they didn't ask me to take newborn pictures. They didn't teach me how to breastfeed. You're lying. 
where they kept me so long without seeing her. And I felt like everything, especially looking back, I felt like everything was done on purpose. Like, I felt like it was just jabs at me. And I was just like, for what? I am so yeah. sorry that you had to deal with that. That's terrible. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because, like, at the time, you just, like, get through it. And then when you look back, you're like, that's, like... That was so and mean, think, yeah. Yeah, and all these, like, little moments and, like, all these things that you're going through, I feel like just all adds to, like, the trauma and the things that you feel and, like, the things that... Like, the depression, the anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, all of this stuff happened. And then, like, all the other things that are happening that you deal with. And it's just... I feel like, like, looking back, you realize, like, all of that stuff is, like, why I feel the way I do. Yeah. Like, not just, like, one thing that happened. It was just, like, all of these things that had happened. Collectively, yeah. yeah. I think I had told you the one time, but when I was in high school, there was a math teacher that I had, and she had been out of school. Like, she took a, t- a couple um, weeks off because I think she had a miscarriage is what I, like, gathered. Yeah, I do remember you telling me that. And I came back to school, and I was, like, I overheard a conversation she was having with another teacher saying that, like, you know, why can't I have a baby but, like, she's in high school. And I already felt like shit that I put myself in this situation. But, like, that made me feel even more like shit. And I'm sure she didn't intend on me hearing her. But, like, damn. (laughs) You know, like, I'm sorry for you, but I'm, like, I'm sorry for me, too. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I don't know. Like, that stuff doesn't take away from your experience. Like, that doesn't, you having a baby doesn't take away from, like, you know what I mean? Like, she, I don't know. Like, sorry that that happened to you, but, like, you know. That has nothing to do with It doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. Yeah, we all have different, different things that we go through. And, I mean, honestly, it's not, it wasn't the most ideal situation for us either. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My friend, Chelsea, had her daughter in her early 20s and she always says like she wasn't a teenager but it also feels like you were very young when you had your child like I think she said she had just turned 21 when she got pregnant yeah my mom had me at 20 turned 21 while she was pregnant and she was definitely like young young it's mom still, it's still hard yeah and then that's the thing too like when I was when I was pregnant young I was just like oh it would have been so much easier if I was if I was 18 if I was 19 if I was 20 but it's like I think it's all hard. Yeah. Like, no matter what. For sure. She has been a single mom to her daughter for the past eight years. So, her daughter's whole life. Well, her daughter turns eight, I think, in in June. So, but basically, the past eight years, it's just been her and her daughter. And, you know, when I feel like when you're a single parent, you... It's a lot. It's a lot. She's been through a lot with her daughter, and she's been on this journey with her daughter. Her about the book says, when a single mom feels overwhelmed and alone in her struggles, she almost loses hope when her young daughter swoops in to save her. Using a power so strong, it's been said it can conquer anything. But how could a child possibly help their parent? What kind of power is that strong? There's something about I love you is a beautiful expression of love and appreciation that will remind you to hold tight to those things that bring light to your, into your life. And her daughter is so sweet. Oh, like, I she love that. Literally light up, light up a room. It's the book is so sweet. It makes me. I was just on Instagram before doing stories because I've been, I've been wanting to help her promote it because I really want to see it get out there. Um, Kickstarter is a platform that helps people. It's like kind of like GoFundMe, but like for projects. So she's like looking for donations to help get her book into production. Oh, faster. that's so awesome. Yeah, it's really great. And you know, like I said, like single mom to me this is like a small business thing yeah of course 
do you have you have a link that i can uh post yeah, for everybody awesome her, yeah her kickstarter link and the inspiration behind her book is during the first few years of being a single mom she was really in a dark place um and then her thing too is she was raised by a single mom and she always wanted like oh she didn't have a relationship with her dad growing up and she always wanted that for her child like she wanted her child to have a mom and a dad I can yeah. relate. I can relate. <laughs> so, you know, you go through these dark moments and then she was going through a, you know, a, a hard time. And then what got her out of that is when her daughter started saying, I love you on her own. And it inspired oh. her to write this book. So That's beautiful. Really and it, it is directed towards single parent families, but it's a book about love. So I'm pretty sure any parent that reads that will feel that connection. And any... Child. Yeah, for sure. And any parent that hears I love you from the kid, their kid, like that is just like as many times as I hear it, I love it every time because that's yeah. my kid. And, you know, you it, yeah, that's the thing, too. I was making pancakes the other day. My kids love pancakes. Yeah, same. Pancakes day, my four year old, <laughs> she's eating her pancake. Fine. She runs up to me while I'm cooking and she goes, you're the best mommy ever. I love you. And it's Aww. just like, oh, <gasps> All I'm doing is making pancakes. I'm so, just cooking you breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it's just the sweetest. It, it, it really does. It, like, melts your heart. And the, I'm the type of person that, like, I will lay in bed at night thinking about how grateful I am that my kids are healthy and happy. And when they go to sleep at night, just knowing that they're safe. Like, yeah. That stuff will, like, put me to tears because I'm just, like, so grateful. Yeah, same. And then, like, I don't know, that love that, like, a child brings you is just. It's unconditional and it's just, it's life changing. So yeah, it is. This is the kind of book that like, I can see myself reading them every night. I don't know if you have books that you read to EJ. Yep. Your older kids are probably like, mom, you don't have to read to me anymore. I have to read to myself. They don't even want to like give kids. me kisses goodnight anymore. They they definitely wouldn't like me reading to mom, them. I love you too. Like sometimes we don't, I'm like, they have no kiss, no hug. Okay. But, um, and I love the books that are like kind of to the chase, but then like have a sweet message. Yeah like it's like where we're not like going on like paragraphs each page and you're like okay can you take your ass to bed now because it's like i'm sick of reading right <laughs> no that's awesome i need my copy yeah. oh my god i i ordered a few copies for the house did you that's and awesome olivia was like oh it's one for each of us i was like yeah right one's for you guys and i'm taking like the other ones for myself <laughs> i'm gonna need to order one that's awesome i need one for ej What's really great about it, too, is that when you fund, um, when you help somebody fund a project through Kickstarter, there's, like, rewards. So she has, like, coloring pages. There's these, like, plush bees you can get, depending on which package you choose. Aww. There's activity idea cards and stuff. So it's, like, you get these sweet little, like, you know, gifts. Thank you. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Helping Aww. fund the project. And also she has paired up with the Heart Matters a Foster Family Agency in California. Wow. So there's also an option if, like, if you want to help support and you like don't necessarily want a book, you can have books donated to these families. That's so cool. And this foundation is like incredible. Like they do a lot of great things for foster families. And they, um, I think their biggest thing too is to help like the family, families come back together mm -hmm. and things. But yeah, they're very, it's a really great program. So the heart that matters and then her book. That's awesome. I, something about I love you. I, I totally love that. And I, I've told you before, but like I have such, I wouldn't say deeper or stronger, but I have such a different bond and connection with EJ um, because his dad has never 
been like around consistently that it's kind of like always been me and him even if my other kids were at their grandmother's house or with their dad like it was still me and EJ because you know um so but like I went through such a horrible relationship with EJ's dad and the he's so angelic and just like a such a sweet gentle human being that I feel like I like he was meant for me you know what I mean like I that was my reward for going through what I went through is that child absolutely and that's that's exactly the bond and like the kind of person that um I feel like my my friend is raising her daughter is just like the sweetest kindest and like she can literally like light up a room like we went to a a talk show recently and you should like she just she like everyone that came in contact with her loved her she's just so sweet and like so she she my friend she's gone through like so much but like out of it she has the sweetest daughter and it's just like I don't know that love that can't be matched and so it does make it seem like all of that hard stuff that you go through is worth it totally worth when it you have this bond with your kids yeah definitely I don't get how people don't don't girl that's like, a whole other topic yeah that's that's for another day there's like so much to talk about when it comes to motherhood and, and that's then that's wait what were you gonna say I was like, that's why a podcast is necessary. Yes. Just like, you can't ever say enough in, like, one sitting. Definitely necessary. You know what it is? These conversations, they bring, like, so many memories back while you're having them. And you're just like, oh, and then this. And oh, my God. And then this happens. And I feel like, yeah, especially at that point in our lives, there's not that it was like a bad, bad time for me, but there's so many little things, like you said, that are like suppressed that you don't think about until you're like talking about it and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like we should both be proud of ourselves for how far we've come and what we've gone through. Yeah, I, I love it. Like, I love, I love seeing, I love seeing parents, but I love seeing moms, like, you know, get through these things and like still show up every day. Like just, I feel like women are so powerful and like, we don't even realize it. Like we, we can really overcome so many things Yep. while you shouldn't have to. It's just like the way that we come back out of it is like insane. Agreed. There's definitely points in my life where I felt like, oh my God, I feel terrible and I hope I never feel like this again. I don't ever want to feel like this again. And, you know, you come out of that place and it's just like, it shows us how truly resilient we are. Yeah, there's so many moments where I was just like, like life is never going to be good again or like life is never going to be this and I'm never not going to feel like this. And it's just like you get, you get through so much and so many bad times and and so much self-doubt and shame and like because I feel like being a woman you're just shamed for you can do anything for breathing somebody will yeah (laughs) people will just shame you as a mother as a woman that's why like I follow like some parenting groups on on Facebook and stuff and Mm -hmm. I try to stay away from them because I'm like there's so much drama in those groups I feel like there's so many moms that are so supportive and encouraging and empowering and then there's so many moms that are like so willing to come at your throat it's like are you are you a mom yourself because if you are then like how could you do this like you know how hard it is like at no point do I ever feel like being a mom is like this easy thing no like an easy moment yeah do I have an easy day probably not an easy day but an easy moment it's like okay these moments are pretty good right now and I'm not gonna judge another mother for how she chooses to cope or deal with her motherhood or how she handles her children like that's just not for me to do yeah because like we all have different journeys and we all have different mindsets and we all have different factors it's just like 
that's why I like I remember like hearing people like say things like when they see kids like take off running and it's just like they're act- their kids are acting crazy it's just like oh why are they letting them do that it's just like first of all Maybe they want them now. Okay. Maybe they want them. <laughs> <laughs> no, or kidding. maybe I've had a rough day and I just don't have the the energy to be yeah. screaming after my kids right now. Mind your business. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're just letting them get their energy. Like everybody has their own way of doing things. It's so easy to look over at somebody and be like, oh, why are you doing it like that? It's just like, first of all, the only kind of mothering I've ever learned is just like, winging it and figuring it out yep same anything that's been like oh well I was told to do this so this is what I will follow yeah like you take it day by day and that's the thing too it's just like if you have more than one kid your kids are all so different even if they have similarities they're so different yep so different my older daughter is is calm my 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 um my younger daughter she's like so wild has so much energy so my my first daughter Olivia is like calm collected she's like a little bit more like shy taken back um she's still sweet but then Skyla is outspoken she's rambunctious like she could she will run laps on you all day long and then she's she's so outgoing like she talks to her bus driver like Mm -hmm. like they're friends it's just like you are four like how do you like she has no problem like my older daughter she would She'd always be so shy, like, through the whole year with her teacher, and then, so it's like, yeah, and I have this one chill child that, like, we would go to the park, and, like, she would always be next to me, and I wouldn't have to worry about her running off, and then we have my wild child. Yep. She takes off. I know I have to freaking knees to chest after her. It's always that second child that does not care about anything, man. It's always that second child. They're just built different. (laughs) I'm also the middle child, so I don't know. I'm the oldest. (laughs) That's why I'm such a boss. Yeah, (laughs) I would never, I I don't know, I don't like all that judgment, and, like, the other things that maybe you wouldn't do for your life, don't do it for your life, like, if that doesn't apply to you, don't do it, if that bothers you, don't do it, Yeah. but don't look at somebody and, like, wonder why they're doing that, or, like, what gets me is, like, it's not so much people having their own opinions, is when you voice your opinions at other people, it's just, like, if you're not here helping me raise my kids, helping fund anything for them, helping with anything, your opinion, honestly, is, like, Agreed, yep. Agreed. And shaming moms for doing things that you wouldn't necessarily do. Like, mind your business. It's not your kid. Like, Yeah. I mean, like, you follow um, Kale and stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. just, like, seeing people come for her, it's just, like, do you really have nothing better to do to where you have to come to this woman and attack her for anything she does? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how she's parenting. All of her kids are – they all seem like great people. They're healthy and they're happy. Like – that's the goal. The problem, I love her, and I feel like she's a great mom. Um, I feel like people can't compartmentalize, and they they can't see her. They see her more as like, oh, this girl who has three baby daddies. It's not like, look at yeah. this wonderful mother who's built an empire, just built herself a house for her kid. Like, they're not seeing her as who she is. They're seeing her as what, like, the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the narrative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so sad too, because even like watching reality TV isn't the same. Like when, when teen mom and 16 and pregnant first came out, like you didn't realize how heavily like editing and stuff controlled what we saw. It's just like, now we live in a time where it's like, you know, these people are like trying to like egg you on and, 
and edit to sway you to like get ratings and stuff mm-hmm. and people still just like feed into all of this stuff and like it dehumanizes like people like her that have children but what gets me is like how people will just comment anything they want on her stuff and it's just like you really have no right like even if somebody puts themselves out there you have no right to just come at somebody and and talk about the way they're they're being a parent it's just like we're all different and that's mm-hmm. just, if your kid is if your kid is taken care of and they're fine and they're healthy i mean honestly it's none of your business if they're not i mean well to an extent, I guess, if you're like, if you're straight up neglecting your kid and I see that they're yeah, not definitely. eating, that's one thing. Yeah, if I just yeah. don't agree with some of your decisions, like yeah. mind your business. Exactly, exactly. Just crazy. <laughs> moms are but, way yeah. too opinionated sometimes. I hate mom shamers, especially <laughs> when they're mom. It's just like you, there you are. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, sure. same. Like you're, instead of taking care of your kid, you're typing this comment. Go do something else. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Let's like reevaluate right now. I don't get that either. The the what do they call it? The keyboard bullies. Just yes. Like you're wasting your time. I and know. I want to like if I ever write something, it's like I want to be supportive of somebody. And if I don't like what they're doing and stuff, I'm not going to continue to watch their feeds, their page beyond them. It's just like it makes no sense to me. I don't get why people are like that. It's if you don't like it, leave. Yeah. Exactly. Just leave. We're invited. Just because it's open invitation doesn't mean you have to stay. I know. Agreed. Yep. And, I, and I've, and i like, a couple times, like, wanted to write my opinion about something on social media. Like, not necessarily bad, but maybe, like, controversial. And I have gone back and erased it because I'm just like, yeah, nah, I don't feel like arguing with y'all today. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Well, thank you um, so much for talking with me today. I appreciate you being vulnerable and opening up about your story. Yeah, of course. I was not expecting to get emotional. And then I was, like, sipping coffee, and I was like, okay, I'm getting, like, anxious now. Like, <laughs> while we talk about this stuff, let me, let me switch to the water. But, yeah, it was – it's nice to talk about because, it, like I said, it was something that brought me shame so long ago, and it's nice to be able to just, like, talk about it as your story and not, like, as something to be ashamed of. Yeah, I know. I love that. And the fact that we both, like, kind of went through the same thing around the same time is, like, wild, too. And I'm, I'm glad that we have reconnected and, you know, did this podcast episode together. We've only been talking about it for, like, ever, I feel. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. Yeah, after your podcast episodes, I'm, like, hitting you up be like, oh, my God, I have to talk to you about this because this is crazy. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure we'll do future episodes together. Do you um, want to tell anybody where they could find you on social media? Oh, yeah. You can find me at it be like that. And it's just, like, the underscore underscore symbol so it'd be like that okay i'll tag you the day that we post this (laughs) (laughs) sounds good talk to you guys next week bye my name is jalen and you just listened to my mom's bomb mom's podcast bye